We are going to do something a bit different today. Today, we published an article about how we raised our seed round. I decided to provide an open and candid reflection about the process. This article can be found at latitude.com forward slash seed. The information about how to seek out and secure funding shouldn't be limited to an elite club. Every startup is about a single idea, but taken together, all startups have a common purpose as well, to shape a better world for all of us. And a better world is one in which everyone is represented and served well by the companies and systems we create, from Secrets of Sand Hill Road, Venture Capital, and How to Get It, by Scott Kapoor and Eric Ries. After walking out of the A16Z conference room, I called one of my co-founders, Gina Gotthill, from the parking garage across the A16Z office in San Francisco. We had just finished up a partner meeting with 10 people from Andreessen, her via Zoom, me in person. Hey, Gina, how do you think that went? I think it went pretty well, but I'm not sure. I think we could have done better. Do you think they're interested? Well, what was your take? It's hard to tell. I would love to work with them, but I couldn't get a perfect read. She continues talking fast about everything on her mind. I continued to let Gina suffer for another two to three minutes as she got lost in her thoughts about what we could have done, what we should have said. I didn't tell her what went on after we hung up, and I spent another hour chatting with them about ways we could work together. Then I prompted her with another question. So should we partner with A16Z or not? Of course, but what do you mean? Do you think there's a chance that this will happen? Gina, they're ready to make it happen. You're such a dick. Gotcha. Si se fue. The meeting was on a Friday morning, and by the evening, we'd agreed on deal terms. On Saturday, I woke up and reflected on my journey as a founder. I instantly transported myself to the moment when I was bootstrapping Vivaral because nobody would invest in us and I couldn't raise capital. It was during the worst financial crisis in my lifetime, and I was building a real estate tech company when real estate was at the center of the crisis. I remember staring up at the ceiling as I laid with my wife on a temporary bed placed in the living room of my co-founder's apartment in Sao Paulo. We had 20 plus employees on payroll and exactly $87 in the bank. It was a feeling of desperation. Fast forward to today, as I sat in my living room in the house I bought with the proceeds of Viveral's exit, I cried a few happy tears. Not because of the investment in latitude, but because of how many obstacles it took to get here. I don't spend much time celebrating around anymore. Of course, it feels good to be congratulated by your peers, to be featured on TechCrunch, but my immediate reaction is, congratulate me when we've executed and built a ton of value. Raising capital just means that you've increased your commitment to what you're building, and I take that with a great deal of responsibility. The road so far and what's ahead. Before I dive in about how we raise a $13 million seed round, I want to include a quick overview of what we're building at Latitude. Latitude is building infrastructure and community to elevate the next generation of entrepreneurs that are solving the biggest challenges in Latin America. With the influx of capital and growing number of qualified people building ambitious companies, the infrastructure to support them is outdated. The entire ecosystem is being stress tested, and it's all going to break unless we build the super highways to make the entrepreneurial journey less bumpy. I've been public about a huge mistake I made when I created the wrong corporate structure for my last company, resulting in us paying over $100 million in unnecessary capital gains taxes. For better or for worse, there is no person more motivated to help founders avoid that mistake. This inspired our launch of the region's first company formation product, Latitude Go, to help founders create a venture-backable company structure for 5x less money and significantly faster. Soon, we'll be launching financial services to reduce friction for founders. 
Our vision is to become the operating system for venture-backed startups in Latin America. There's no shortage of problems that founders face in the region, and Latitude works to serve the next generation of tech entrepreneurs. How we got here. Latitude raised a large seed round in two closings. The first closing, 11.5 million, was co-led by Andreessen Horowitz and NFX with participation from a handful of unicorn founders and some complimentary VCs. Then we did a second closing, 1.5 million, with the focus of bringing on additional founders and our community to participate. We have a powerful mission and a compelling vision. So being VC-backed is important to enabling our ambitions, but being community-backed is where we're most proud of. Alongside top-tier investors, we brought on 125 founders and angel investors to join us. In this article, I'll cover the mechanics of how the deal came together, why we were in a position to choose who we wanted to work with, and how we decided, why we wanted a community-supported round, how we executed the community round, and why you should join us on our mission to elevate the next generation of startups in Latin America. This is not advice on how to raise a seed round. Our process was very tailored to our specific set of qualities, needs, and previous experience. If you want to learn concrete strategies for fundraising, you can apply to our Explore Fellowship program, apply.latitude.com. Our fellows have raised hundreds of millions of dollars from local and global investors. The mechanics of how the deal came together. In December 2021, during our offsite in Brazil, we decided traditional decks weren't for us. Instead, we started writing a memo about what we're building and we had a good portion of the team contribute to it. You can read the memo at memo.latitude.com. It's already stale because early stage startups change so fast, but we're keeping it public as a time capsule of sorts. From there, we identified a handful of investors who would be good partners for what we're building, and we circulated the memo to them. We sent a few emails and WhatsApp messages to gauge interest, and we had immediate responses and some unsolicited offers from numerous investors. Instead of running a traditional process, we did some pre-work coming up with a short list of potential partners. This isn't my typical advice for founders. You should probably go wider. Why were we in a position to choose who we wanted to work with and how did we decide? Having a reputation and building in public accelerated our process and ended up saving us tons of time and effort. We could also lean on the founder's credibility from past accomplishments. In my case, I sold my company for over half a billion dollars. Writing a book helped about startups in Latin America. This podcast is something that helped, and I've been featured on a handful of other renowned platforms. Gina scaled Duolingo from 3 million to 200 million users globally as part of the executive team. She pitched the then-President Obama at the White House, and she's built a lot of thought leadership on big publications around the topic of growth. Yuri led an engineering team backed by top investors, ramping up product development through Series C, building highly productive and diverse teams by global standards. We weren't going to do this without an incredible CTO. The ball is in our court, so we came up with a decision-making framework to identify the best partners. We started by listing the top qualities we wanted in an investor, which were being a top-tier global VC, having strong brand reputation, having deep fintech experience having an existing relationship and cultural alignment, being community-driven, willing to partner on the investing side of the business, experience executing a solid digital media and content strategy. With a list of the qualities we were looking for in hand, we decided to assign a multiplier to each quality so we could prioritize what mattered most. We stack rank them to make our assessment of value and then calculate the objective results. We were in a privileged position 
because I was ready to continue to finance the business until we were happy with the deal. This gave us the confidence and leverage to make sure we found the right partner at the right terms. If you go to latitude.com forward slash seed, you can see a visual of how we actually ranked the different qualities that we look for. And I gave an example of how Andreessen Horowitz stacked up in our prioritization metrics. As we got to talking with potential investors and ran the numbers, we had a strong case for A16Z and NFX as lead investors. And we also decided to bring on other top firms like Canary and FJ Labs. In case you're curious, you can read the details behind the rationale of why we chose our lead investors at latitude.com forward slash seed. It's important to remember that all of this was happening fast. We shared the memo with a small group of investors on a Tuesday, and then we agreed on terms on Friday of the same week. Once we fleshed out the reasons why and were confident on who we wanted to work with, it was time to have a frank and open conversation about terms and expectations. Following a high-level agreement, we had numerous in-depth discussions where we were transparent about what we needed from our investors. Here are some of the talking points we discussed. Patience and time frame. Since the vision is so big, it might take longer than the average company they invest in. I wanted to make sure they were comfortable with that and willing to support us for the long haul. We will execute in the short term because that's what's in our DNA, but we're thinking in decades, not quarters. Trust and openness to share in the struggles. When you can partner with investors that are comfortable hearing bad news and aren't reactive, you can build a true partnership. The best investors aren't surprised by anything because they've seen everything. They stay calm and collected when shit inevitably hits the fan. This is normally more common with successful investors because they aren't dependent on your deal to raise their next fund. Support to bring in many partners. Sometimes investors can be a bit greedy around their equity stake and not want to have the other investors at the table. From the beginning, I shared with A16Z that I wanted to involve numerous investors. Both NFX and Andreessen were flexible on the allocation, and we worked together to make sure everyone was comfortable. In the partner meeting with A16Z, they even made a suggestion to offer a portion of our round on stocks. The thought had crossed my mind, but Sumit got the ball rolling by introducing me to Ali from Stonks. This was highly aligned with our vision, as I imagined a round that had many investors even before I went out to fundraise, even before I went out to raise capital, how the investors could help. A lot of investors talk about being value-add, but this doesn't always map to reality. It's hard to be a value-add investor. And we have learned a lot about that with our tiny fund. Even before we had closed the deal, we had a clear outline of how we thought that both investors could be helpful. We had conversation with A16Z's team of operating partners, and they outlined more details on how they could help. Before we signed the term sheet, we spent the weekend talking to James, Giggy, and Pete about how they could add value. Supportive of us having a fund as part of our business. It's not common to run a tech startup that also has a venture capital arm. Some of the investors we spoke with didn't really get this, and some didn't like it. At Latitude, we have a small pool of capital where the top tech founders and GPs of top-tier funds our LPs. We cycle back all of our management fees into the company. That gives us some working capital to scale our community and build more tech products that solve problems for founders, which in turn drives more deal flow. We also roll some of the carried interest back into the Cayman holding company where the tech sits. We did this to ensure complete alignment with shareholders. Following these conversations, we felt comfortable with how both A16Z and NFX were willing to not only be flexible, but also to commit to supporting us with more than just capital. It wasn't long before we shook hands on it, so it was time to roll out phase two. Why we wanted a community-supported round. 
Times have changed in the startup world, and I'm personally of the opinion that the community is the new lean startup. What that meant for us was that we wanted to approach building our business a little differently than most. You can't solve problems if you don't listen to the people having them. So we started by connecting with founders all across Latin America. In the summer of 2020, I personally took 150 Zoom calls with early stage entrepreneurs across the region. First, we built the value for the community, then we listened to it. Once we learned what the community needed, we could bring power to the people by building scalable products. There's no version of our fundraising process where the community didn't play a huge part in us having the credibility to pull it off. So it was important for us to allocate a portion of our round to customers, mentors, angel investors, and the founders in the community because it fundamentally unlocked value for us. We see a community-supported round as a way to dip our toes into what could be a Web3 format in the future. By having a distributed shareholder base, you end up having many advocates that want you to succeed, creating buzz. We were pretty excited about what we were doing and how we were doing it. So getting the word out about it was the logical next step. To create brand awareness at Latitude, Gene and our marketing team built a massive PR plan with several moving parts. If you go to this article on our website, you can click through and see all the steps we took to launch our PR campaign. The community's participation in this was instrumental, and we wanted them to be actively involved in spreading the word. They learned about the round before it was announced to the world, and we trusted them to keep our secret until D-Day. Social sharing is always a big part of our media strategy, and this time wasn't any different. The PR efforts culminated in a single day where everyone was talking about us at the same time, achieving what Gina refers to as surround sound. We saw a huge wave of support across all social media through the hashtag WeAreLatitude, and we got to witness how connected to the mission everyone was. We were loud, and the story got picked up by major publications like TechCrunch, Bloomberg Linea, El Financiero, Forbes Argentina, Business Insider Mexico, Exame, Estadão, Gestión, and more. To make the most out of being the talk of the town for the day, we tied up all the initiatives with an event open to the public, which we dubbed Latitude Futuro. We've also embedded that video in the article on the website. Latitude Futuro on stonks. With this event, we want to do something different. You probably noticed by now that's kind of our jam. So to the drawing board, we went with a question. How can we get the entire Latin America ecosystem involved in what we're doing? The result was a live one-hour pitch of Latitude with guest appearances including investors, customers, and members of the community. We set aside a $1.5 million allocation for accredited investors who believed in the vision. And as the live stream went on, people got to watch as intro requests and investment commitments poured in. The event was open to all on Stonks, and we had 1,200 attendees. You can see the website with more data, but we had $7.2 million of interest and hundreds of commitments from investors. Our next challenge was the definition of a good problem to have. How do you filter through this level of oversubscription in a round? Again, it was time to create a decision-making framework to make sure we were prioritizing the right things. It all came down to answering one question. Who actively cares about what we are building and can help? We settle on optimizing for two things, tapping into new nodes and networks and having distribution and alignment. The way I see it, every new investor becomes a new node in our network. When you bring on an investor who has some specific set of knowledge you seek, that person can share their knowledge or connect you with a reference on the topic. You can also open up an entire universe of contacts expanding your network. And as we share the progress of our company, we now have 100 plus people truly rooting for us because our success is their success. 
That means they're all willing to put in the work and help spread the word, not only because it benefits them financially, but because the most powerful part of our mission is that it deeply resonates with people. Latitude creates alignment with the broader LATAM tech community. Simply put, we came up with a list of people we felt not only shared our vision, but could help amplify it. Thank you to the hundreds of people that got behind our mission. Keeping our cap table squeaky clean. With an army of people ready to write us a check, keeping our cap table tidy was a challenge that required a very particular solution. We decided to use an RUV, a roll-up vehicle, to limit the lines in our cap table. A roll-up vehicle is an entity designed to group multiple investors in one place to make a single investment in a company. The advantage is that you can have many investors with a single line on the cap table. In my last company, Viva Real, I had to chase down signatures of angel investors as I was closing subsequent rounds. Spinning up a vehicle where you centralize all investors creates more efficiency, and it allows you to bring in investors that can write smaller checks. We took in checks as small as $1,000 because money wasn't the most important thing. Allocation fairness. As we were figuring out a fair way to bring people in, given the unprecedented interest in our second closing, we received a suggestion to raise the price. We definitely could have done that. But since we want to be a community-first company, we chose not to increase the valuation, and everyone came in the same terms as the lead investors. We're also still looking for ways to bring on non-accredited investors, and we'll continue that conversation as we figure out how to be more inclusive. Why you should join us on our mission. First of all, thanks for hanging in there with me. If you made it this far, I guess I have your attention. I wouldn't be a good founder if I didn't now make the case for you to join us on this journey. We need the best and brightest mission-aligned people who care about accelerating economic progress and increasing social mobility in Latin America through tech entrepreneurship. Why join? A lot of companies talk about their virtues or their values, and we have been incredibly deliberate in how we built this at Latitude. There's more information on our website if you want to read through. But the bottom line is you'll be joining one of the highest caliber teams of any tech startup in Latin America. Latitude attracts world-class talent. It's not our first rodeo. The bar is high, but we are constantly bringing on entrepreneurial-minded talent. We don't really care where you are in the world as long as you're authentically passionate about Latin America, ideally with some strong connection to the region. We are a remote-first company. I don't care what Elon Musk says. It's worked great for us. So you can work from anywhere as long as you get things done. Our team is currently located in approximately a dozen different countries. I've been super surprised about the power of remote work. We still value human connection. This is why we have in-person gatherings every three to four months in cool locations. We just got back from San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. It was incredible. During these trips, we create deep bonds because trust is at the foundation of any cohesive team. We also do deep work on strategy and planning, and we ensure we have some fun adventures too. We cover accommodations, flights, food, and fun. Many people stay an extra week or the weekend and do some exploring, turning into a mini getaway. Everyone is a partner at Latitude. When I sold my last company, I cherished the phone calls I got from early team members when they received the wire. We've decided to include equity for every person that joins Latitude. There's no separate classes of citizens. Wealth is built through equity, not salary. It's going to be a long road, but we hope that we create value for all team members as we build an impactful company. My Ikigai. 
When my last journey came to an end, I thought long and hard about what I wanted to do next. I was tempted by a handful of potentially lucrative opportunities, but I questioned whether I would be fulfilled. I then came across the concept of ikigai. It's a Japanese phrase that loosely translates to reason for being. I wrote about it in my book, Viva the Entrepreneur. It's a combination of four things. What you love. I love founders. I love building relationships. I love building companies. I love building value for others and myself. I love the journey. What the world needs. Founders solving problems. Latin America has no shortage of challenges, and the region is filled with brilliant minds that can make the lives of millions of people better through tech solutions. What you can be paid for. Latin America has so much potential. Technology businesses will drive future progress and financial rewards will be enormous. We plan to build incredible value for our team, customers, and shareholders. What are you good at? It's taken a few decades for me to crawl out of my imposter syndrome. I'm old enough now to know that I don't know everything, but confident enough to know that in, with an incredible team, we can figure things out. If you feel connected to what we're building at Latitude, don't be a stranger. You can find open positions on our website, reach out on Twitter, connect with me on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our podcast, where I talk with the top founders and investors that are building the future of Latin America. I hope to hear from you soon. Vamos Latam. <laughs>